0: Hello, everybody, and this is another episode of Just in the Nick of Time. This is something I've been wanting to do for a while, and we finally have a week where it seems feasible to do. This is the Suggestion Box episode. I opened up the topics of this week's episode to any avenue I could find. Instagram, Reddit, Curious Cat, Discord. I don't even know what those last two are, but- I don't know what Curious Cat is.
1: Is that the thing you were doing on Instagram?
0: No, Instagram has a feature. They ask questions. Curious Cat's just like a website that you post a link to and people send anonymous questions to Did you get from Curious Cat? From Curious Cat? Absolutely not. Okay. So, <laughs> and of those, I have compiled a list of potential show topics and how this show is gonna work is uh, we have three topics that I am somewhat confident in can carry us through the bulk of the podcast, and then we'll have a lightning round of the cutting board, the cutting room floor. Is that an expression? I feel like it is, of
1: just topics Top of. Those, Woo! But I okay. would prefer that we stay on brand and call it the chopping block. Okay. Oh, that's what we and call the food it. Food Network. <laughs> um, and and Nick so, also on. found topics of his own. That. Are you counting one of my topics as one of the three real yes. potential? You, you know this is an audio format, but I just sighed and crossed myself. So um, All let's right. see how this goes, kids. Justin, you going first? Are we going to go yes.
0: alternate shot or? Yeah, because you seem more confident in your
1: topics than I do. So what? I have actively tried to seem totally unconfident. There is one I think we could have, like, a somewhat decent conversation about. Okay. So,
0: first topic. How about that airline food?
1: (laughs) You're screwing with me, right? Nope, that's, that's what I'm leading off with. One of our first actual topics is airline food. Yup, that's one of the best I found. <laughs> so I mean, okay, we're gonna roll with this, kids. Yes. This is... I mean, so I I have to be honest. I've never been on a flight long enough where they gave me a meal. <laughs> yes, this is going
0: great. Have you? I think so twice. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, really? Been- Where two? Florida and they gave Florida. You food on of Florida. Who the hell are you flying with? Emirates. I don't remember. <laughs> I know this Southwest is- was one of them. The other one, I don't remember. Oddly I, enough, so- no. I'm pissed now because I have flown Southwest to Florida, and they like they gave me like pretzels. Yeah, th- th- that's what I mean by airline food, is like the snacks. Oh, no, okay, no, no, what the what? hell? That, how is that not airline food? No, it's I... food on an airline. When, like, comedians, like Seinfeld, are like, what's the deal with airline food? They mean, like, the actual meals that they serve. Who gets that? Like, people who fly to Europe. Like, if you go overseas and you're on a plane for, like, more than eight hours, they're, like, legally required to feed you. (laughs) And so, like, the thing is, in the show notes that we don't have, so Mm -hmm. I have to tell people to go watch things, Vox has a really great, like, airline food explained video. That walks through some of this, but as I remember it, I could be totally wrong. But as I remember this, like one explainer I watched a long time ago, like certain types of foods just like can't be cooked or like processed, or they taste different in the air. And also, like when your like mouthness is under less science, yeah. You're under a different amount of pressure in the air, right? That's why your ears do weird things. I feel like it's less pressure, right? Maybe. Because there's less stuff pushing down on you when you're higher. I don't know. But anyway, the pressure changes. That also changes the way that you like sense things because your like, nose canals and your ear canals like constrict. And so what they do to airline food is they just make it intentionally salty as hell. So that you're like, ah, oh, salty. This is a sensation. It doesn't taste like bland mush and horribleness. <laughs> uh, so that's like
0: proper airline food. Oh, I was just standing on having a conversation about peanuts and
1: crackers. Okay, cool. We can do that too, man. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so my favorite, I want to say it's Delta. I want to say Delta gives you these little like Biscoff cookies. Um, and somebody gives you a stroop waffle. What? Uh, KS un stroop waffle. I don't remember which airline it is. Maybe Southwest gives you the cookies, and Delta gives you the stroop waffle. It might be United that give you the stroop waffle. What, what What is a stroop
0: waffle? That's my question.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, I like have not thought about Spanish in a long time, so I thought you were asking me who gives you the Stroopwaffle. No, no, asking. that would be Kiena soon Stroopwaffle. I just asked How you, have who you not heard of a Stroopwafel? We found a new topic. Stroopwaffle's by the way, like the most Justin Slipinchka food in the world now that I think about it. I love it. It's a thin like okay, think a very thin ice cream cone. Like a Colby Ridge well, what, Like ice the cone, cream cone or the cone with ice cream in it. No, like the cone material, like a waffle material, hence the waffle. Mm -hmm. And then the stroop of said waffle is like the very thin, like, there's a caramely, delicious, awesome layer. Sometimes I've heard that they have chocolate stroop waffle. I have not experienced these. I have only handled the caramel stroop waffle. But it's like this very, like, Thin layer of caramel within a very then another very thin layer. Here, have you? Can you look up a picture of a stroop waffle? Yes, because like what I'm gonna tell you next is gonna like you're gonna have to understand what these things look like. Okay. Uh,
0: they look like mini waffles.
1: Yeah, but but like it's actually waffle cone material and not like Belgian waffle material.
0: Oh. I always wondered what the big deal of Belgian waffles were. Like, let me yeah, from other waffles. It. Like, <clears throat> yeah. get over yourselves, Belgium.
1: Same deal with, like, like, French toast. I would much rather eat, like, red-blooded American toast. No! What? Nah, French, French toast, toast is, is trash. What? How? Yeah, no. Okay. No. So, no. If you go, here's the deal. Here's the, like, pancake waffle... French um, toast. Pancake, waffle, French toast thing. If you are going to, like... It's an egg inside bread. How is that no, not... That, that's the problem. See, that's the whole damn deal. Here's the thing. If you're going to, like, Village Inn or, like, yes. Denny's... French toast sticks. No, 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 no. The order of ordering needs to go... Pancakes are top priority. And then waffles. And then French toast. Right? Because... French toast is incredibly high risk, high reward. So then if you go to like like a fancy brunch place, you get that French toast because that French toast has been like kissed by the gods and Dolce de Leche and like there is madness happening here. And like if you go all out for French toast, it's going to be really good French toast. But some of the worst breakfasts I have had is like here's a piece of whole wheat toast that we like threw into some eggs, and then without adding anything else, threw onto a griddle and called that your meal. I guess have maple syrup because it feels like what you should do. Like, that is my absolute least favorite breakfast experience. Honest, Honestly,
0: even crappy French toast is better than, like, half the types of regular toast there are.
1: There are all kinds of great types of toast. Well, wheat yes, toast, that, that, that's a toast, that, that's toast.
0: Okay, not wheat toast. Wheat toast is an affront against God, like all wheat bread. Yeah,
1: I'm with you there.
0: Yes, so, so I'm talking like you got a jelly toast, honey toast, cinnamon toast, all oh, of all of that. I, w- toast. I would rank Pretty above toast. like that French toast you mentioned, but every other type of toast is below that French toast. Like, what do you mean? Just like white bread toast with butter? Yeah, I'd much rather have just no French toast that's slapdash together than no, regular you know. toast.
1: Save this poor frigging egg, scramble it, and put it next to my toast that you made the American way with Too- hard work and and an eye towards moderate fiscal conservatism, because <laughs> that's this country. <laughs> Oh you are you are absolutely uh, this is an affront to breakfast but the, now i'm
0: just thinking about how how the french came up with french toast like egg in bread ho, ho. ho. it's just I, like so, that is so french
1: and that i can't is explain it french <laughs> it's like you know okay chef what did you do today and he's like oh, oh i took this Frog and shoved it down the gullet of a chicken. I call it frog egg chicken. <laughs> Eat the of the mannequin. And there's like a, like a great wine pan sauce, but you're like, why am I eating a frog in a chicken's gullet? It's delicious. I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, that's like, a real Whoa. thing? <laughs> What's that? Is that a real thing? No, but it sounds like one. Okay. <laughs> If I told you that the Frenchies were eating frogs in chicken gullets, you would believe me. Fun new segment
0: for next week. You come up with three French foods. One is real and two are fake and I have to guess the fake one.
1: I love it. I adore it. It's all going to be things stuffed into things.
0: Yes, because you know at least 10 of those things stuffed into things and in food originated in France. And, like, that's, like, 50% of all French cuisine right there.
1: You want to know, like, a food that I just can't handle the existence of? Turducken? I try not to think too much about turducken. (laughs) I try not to think about someone's crazy cousin, Eddie, who's like, well, you know, the turkey was pretty good last year. But you know what would make it better? We put a duck inside it. Like, who wants meat stumped into meat? <laughs> Stuffed into meat. And then who's like, oh, no, 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 no. This duck we're roasting inside a turkey, that's, that's not far enough. Now <laughs> yes. we're going to put a chicken. So, and then here's the thing. Here's the thing, Justin. Mm-hmm. It's one word. It starts with a sal and ends in a manila.
0: Can I guess what that word is?
1: Go ahead. Salmonella! Yes!
0: Well done!
1: (laughs) Brilliant! You didn't even have to buy a vowel. But like, so let's say, I would have no idea how to cook one of these things. Because I feel like I could figure out how to roast a turkey. I think I could. Because I watched a a Retin Link
0: video where they make fun of turducken by shoving random household objects into turkeys and cooking it. So, so if I had that video playing, and, and I watched the video where Rhett and Link showed a football and a turkey and put it in the oven, I think I could figure out a turducken based on that same concept.
1: So I would say that this is a waste of turkeys, but I really don't like turkey that much. Like, I don't know anyone who's like, hell yeah, turkey. Like, we eat it, like, once or twice a year on holidays. But, but what, I don't know anybody.
0: Cold What's cut that? turkey is like a sandwich cold cut. Favorite.
1: yeah yeah now have you ever had you want to talk about food scandal have you ever had like cold cut chicken on a sandwich
0: like
1: cold cut oven roasted chicken like, like, like
0: no like no like 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 it's is it a slice of chicken like a chicken circle
1: yes like a circle of chicken breast
0: no no, I've never had those.
1: Now, it seems like it would not be that different from turkey. On paper, it does not. But it super is. It has this, like, I... God. It's got, like, a gritty mouthfeel. Like, when you bite into this, it's like, here you go, chicken dust. <laughs> chicken I hope dust. you got extra mayo.
0: <laughs> like... Chicken dust sounds like the street name for like five different drugs.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know, I'm sure that somewhere in America right now there is someone getting totally gacked up on chicken dust.
0: <laughs> Add anyway, that to my list of rap punchlines.
1: We getting <laughs> gacked up on chicken dust. <laughs> Can we get back to Stroop waffles cuz i think Yes. This this one. So when you go on this airline that i forget if you get like a little biscopt cookie you just use it to stir your coffee and then it kind of falls apart in you, the coffee i don't drink airline coffee Okay, well, that's fine because airline coffee is really bad which is why you need to add the cookie part to the airline coffee to make it drinkable. Also like if you're actively trying to stay awake on a flight, I don't know what you're doing. So what you do, what you do, um, when they give you airline coffee, it is like blistering hot because you and like the two grouchy looking dudes in like newsboy caps, like the old guys who are like not in first class, but in like the premier economy section who have their copy of the wall street journal under one arm. And then like the souls of the small children they're trying to sell in a briefcase in the other arm, those two are going to get coffee and you dear listener are going to get coffee. And so like, it's super hot because every time they go get the coffee, they have to run back to the back of the plane and like grab the coffee pot, but they're a stewardess. So what the hell, this airline's already like ruining your life. So in order to grab just like the faintest bits of joy, uh, what you need to do is make them scramble to go get the coffee, bring it back, and then they're going to give you the coffee, and they're going to say, You want a cookie, son? And you're going to say yes if it's a Stroop waffle or one of these little, like, like, you know, shortbread cookies. And then with the Stroop waffle, now this is very important, you got to pay close attention. This coffee is undrinkably hot. Like, it will absolutely give you esophageal cancer if you look at that. So, what you have to do is unwrap the stroop waffle and, like, carefully, as if you're, like, putting a cap on a nuclear reactor, gently set the stroop waffle on top of the steaming hot coffee. Now, this does two things. First, in probably, like, more importantly, like the optimal A scenario here is that what happens is you fall asleep for a little bit. The coffee warms the waffle so that the waffle gets all soft and lovely. And then you wake up to the smell of warm waffle, and then just like this still totally garbage but drinkably hot coffee in this cup. And you eat this, like, warmed and softened Stroopwafel and drink this coffee and get ready to land in Poughkeepsie or wherever the hell you're going. Uh, and, like, that gives you enough, like, will as a human being to not, like, beat people with your luggage as you get off the plane because flying is a terrible experience in capitalist America. And then... Uh, now, here's, here's what happens in the less, lesser of two scenarios. What occasionally happens... Is the stroop waffle does not have the structural integrity to put up with the scalding heat of the nuclear coffee, so the, the stroop waffle just like falls into your cup of coffee. But this is okay too, because what the stroop waffle is gonna do is just like blessedly dissolve. And so while they're, they're like, you're basically gonna get like. A lazy version of a Stroopwafel frappe. Not probably my favorite way of it to go. So if you're like not able to fall asleep, what you might want to do is like gently remove the Stroopwafel mid-flight before you try and fall back to sleep. Because again, if you're doing anything other than sleeping or like chatting with someone on a flight, who are you? What is wrong with you? You are traveling incorrectly and you like need to handle yourself differently. Now, if you like have to work on a flight, I understand. But, like, if if you have an option to do anything, the only thing you should want to do while you are, like, hurtling through the air is sleep. Now, there is, I guess, one other thing that I can understand, and it's the people – I'm sorry I'm going off about this – Like, if you just decide to get super drunk so that you don't remember that time that United (laughs) stuck you in a tin can and hurled you to California, I absolutely understand. Drink all the terrible little, like, airplane shooters you want. And what is more, one time when I was at a discount Dillard's, uh, don't ask, one time when I was at a discount Dillard's- You,
0: you, You can't lead with that and expect me not to ask.
1: Okay, okay. Explain me, yourself. Then I will explain the store. What okay. I saw in this store, which I guess helps with the next section of this, what I saw in the store was a coffee table book that explained how to make cocktails with only the things you have at your disposal on an airplane. <laughs> so it's like, hey, in a little, like, three-ounce squirt bottle, bring, uh, like, you know, tomato juice. And then, like, bring, bring, like, a little bit of celery and, and a little bit of, like, like, one strip of bacon. And then ask the person, like, the stewardess for um, one of their little vodka things and a cup. And here, now you've made this, like, horrible facsimile of a Bloody Mary on your flight. Congratulations, your flight is now slightly less terrible. So, so, the Ballad of Discount Dillard's.
0: There we go. Are we
1: ready for this? Do we really actually want to talk about this on the podcast? Dog, we need content. It is in a place in Council Bluffs called the Mall of the Bluffs. Now, if you haven't heard of Council Tucky, which is what we call Council, Council Bluffs, if you haven't heard of Council Tucky, congratulations. Your life is better for it. If you ever have a reason to go to Council Bluffs, find a reason not to be there. Uh, unless you're like going to see a political candidate, or you are a political candidate seeking office and running in the Iowa primary, and even then, Cedar Rapids is nice this time of year. Uh, I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. What?
0: If you know, you know. Okay, I don't.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> but oh, okay, anyway. okay, okay. Fun game. Guess you said that sentence. I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. Who said that sentence? They became a
1: meme for it. So who? Are they a politician? Should I answer this? I will, yes. I'm going to guess Andrew Yang. Hillary Clinton. To saunter back to track here, Mm -hmm. Ghetto Dillard's, which is in Council Tucky, um, is in this place called Mall of the Bluffs. Uh, Mall of the Bluffs has many lovely stores. Uh, it used to have, like, a Bed, Bath, and Beyond until that closed. And then it had a Bath and Body Works, and that closed.
0: Those two stores and should they- just merge already and get it over with. Like, what's the point of having two stores with
1: similar li- names that do the same thing? So what do you call it, then? Bed, Bath, and Beyond, and Body Works? Yes! Bed, Bath, like and Body Works, and... Bath, and, and Beyond, and Body Works. I like Bed...
0: I like Bed, Bath, and Body Works, and Beyond. You have two ands.
1: I like it. I'm digging it. Yeah. So, like, all of the other stores in this mall, like, slowly Mm closed. But there are two stores that whenever we go to Omaha, we used to stop at. Because, what the hell. It's like a hop, skip, and a jump across the river to Council Tucky. All you like you show up at these stores. Now the first one is not the getter dillard, so I'll explain first. The first one, the name of the store is called It's five dollars. Is it five dollars? Everything in the store on like Sundays when they get shipments in.
0: Does that include the store itself? Because I could
1: buy that whole building and be a rich man. So I asked a lot of these questions when I went there the first time. Uh, And uh, my significant other at the time got really tired of me asking dumb, punny questions about whether or not I could buy the store. So, you know, I don't know. I didn't figure that out. But uh, what I did learn is what they do is they like purchase in bulk from Amazon crates of returns that Amazon cannot legally sell in any capacity that is not wholesale again so when you walk into this store it is just this giant like have you ever been in a Kmart that is very obviously about to close so like all the stores all the like, all the shelves have been ripped out all this stuff is and there's like four like shelves on the walls and the rest is just an open expanse but in this open expanse they have placed just crates of random so Anything that's been returned to Amazon, it's there. Uh, that that Amazon's like not allowed to sell again. So like, Amazon can't resell a used iPad if it gets returned. But some of them are like accidentally bought, like bought, and so they like you know return them and they still work fine. And you can buy it and it's five dollars for five dollars. Five dollars. Woohoo! that's a deal yeah so it's five dollars is actually kind of cool like i bought like 50 dollars worth of beard oil for like five dollars um but then what they do is throughout the week because like everybody shows up on the sunday and they like pick through all all the cool stuff and then throughout the week like they progressively lower the prices so like on monday it's four dollars on tuesday it's three dollars on Wednesday, it's $2. On Thursday, it's $1. On Friday, you can get 10 things for $5. And then on Sunday, it's like, all right, yeah, it's, it's $5, $5. again just to get new stuff in on the Saturday or whatever. So, um, that's, it's $5. This other store that we call Ghetto Dillard's just gets, like, all of the, like, stuff that stayed on clearance too long at every other Dillard's and just, like, trickled down there. So, like... I got a pair of Cole Hans there for, like, 25 bucks. Is the selection always great? No. Is there stuff that you can get for, like, a song? Absolutely. I don't know how we got here, but uh, here we are. We got from Airline Food to Ghetto Dillard's. Yes.
0: Should you lay on me one of your topics
1: now? Yes, and mine... Is actually blessedly related to sports. So I almost forgot that's question. what this show's about. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Here's my question for you, bud. If okay. you could pick any one, like, totally obscure sport, like, no one is allowed to care about this thing mm-hmm. to just be dominant at, to just be like, you know, David Ortiz mickey mantle like tiger woods level good at something what would it be but it can't be like a real mainstream like we can't care about it
0: razor scooters i want to be good at like doing tricks and at that i want to do like flips bar spins tail whips and just be like the best scooter trick person ever i like that I really Because like wouldn't that be so fun? Like, like, when you were a kid on those Razor scooters and you landed a jump, that was like the coolest feeling. And then when you got right. brave, you could try a bar spin and then you'd like break your arm. Like, yeah, that was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being able to just do that. And like, right. oh, I would love He's that. you crazy good at it. And no. you just see kids riding on the Razor scooters and doing nothing. Then you just backflip off a curb and feel like you'll never be as cool as me, and
1: just scooter off in the distance. I want that. Yeah. I want to see, like, a scooter half pipe competition. Uh, they probably exist. I,
0: I know people do scooter tricks. I have seen them on YouTube. It's, right. Never have somebody um, look so cool and so dorky simultaneously, but that
1: exists. For me, if I was going to pick a sport that, like, nobody cared about and I got to be really good at it it would be dune and buggy racing but like because like a lot of people use that as like a step up in racing it's like oh you start on these machines and then you move to this and then you move to this and then you're on like rally cars right mm-hmm. not me
0: Here's what I'm stick right. in the-
1: I just want to be really good at like the random like dude and buggy rally racing and I want like all these rally car people to be like yo dude you ever thought about like actual rally car and I want to be like what did you just say to me? What did you just say to me? I respect the buggy, Dave. I respect the buggy. Like, and I wanna be like so adamant about not leaving this like very low tier racing circuit and just win every single year. And so that, like, you know, and then I want to, like, Bobby Jones. Like, the second I start making any money out of it, I'm not, with? I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want anything to do with it. I will not be the world's first Dune Buggy sponsored by Monster or Rockstar or whatever. Like, I am getting out. I refuse to, like, like. Kick it at one X Games and then never show up again. This is Dune, Dune, Dune Buggy is not even in the X Games, I don't think. It's not? Okay. I don't know. The Doon Buggy World Grand Championship. <laughs> I don't even know. I want to be really good at that. But this guy's name is Paul Macbeth. Have you heard of Paul Macbeth? Uh,
0: is he Macbeth from
1: the Shakespeare play Macbeth? He is not. That would be Macbeth. This is Macbeth. No. Spelled uh- M C. Um. Yeah. This guy is indisputably the Tiger Woods of disc golf.
0: He is the world's
1: best disc golf player, by far. (laughs) Let me read you the first bit of his Wikipedia page. Paul Macbeth, born July 9, 1990, is an American professional disc golfer from Huntington Beach, California. He won the PDGA World Championship four times in a row in 2012. 2013, 2014, and 2015. and 2015. Okay. And again in 2019. Macbeth, uh, making him a five time champion. Macbeth, uh, blah, 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 blah. Macbeth was the top ranked player of the PDGA in 2015, 2017, 2018, and again in 2019. He turned pro in 2008. Now, how much money do you think this man has made as a professional disc golfer? His total career earnings, the best of the best. Give me a ballpark. What do you think he's made?
0: I This could go one of two ways. Either I extremely low ball it to disrespect the sport of disc golf, and it turns out that he is actually a multimillionaire in this hotshot world of underground disc golf. Or... You think I'm thinking he's a hotshot millionaire in this underground world of disc golf, and then I'll lowball it.
1: This is why I love this.
0: So, I am going to say,
1: and this is just his earnings in disc golf. No sponsorship deals nothing, just earnings, purse takings. Since
0: 08. Yeah,
1: you can turn pro in 08. To now, I'm going to say $300,000. Really, really, really close. $400,000, $484,105.09. Nine cents. Eight, he got hitched last year. Good for who? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, let's walk through his, uh, his winning seasons, shall we? Okay. Um. We do not have entries, apparently, deeply explaining until 2015. But Macbeth dominated in the 2015 season, winning 19 of 25 events by an average of almost six strokes and finishing in the top three in every event. He won all five majors <laughs> and the disc golf grand slam. This man is the Bobby Jones of disc golf. He has not made any money. He is clearly doing this for love of the game. Like, no, I don't know if he has, like, sponsorship deals. And if he does, that ruins this for me. If he is, like, the king of disc golf, th- screw this guy. But if he is just, like, a humble little disc golfer who, like, rolls up with his, like, four discs and his lucky putter, which he's named Ringo, and, like, you know, he just, like, kicks his out of the field every single time he rocks up. I love this guy He is my new favorite athlete so like I need to do more research because I only learned about Paul McBeth from my friend Dustin last night shout out to Dustin but um yeah in 2015 he won the Grand Slam and he was only the third man to win it shouldn't be called
0: a Grand Slam there's five legs
1: come on aren't there
0: like eight legs of a tennis Grand Slam now no, Tennis Grand Slam. It's a French, Aussie, U.S. Wimbledon.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. They're all played on, like, different surfaces, right, though? Like, the Aussies do, like, weird polymers. Yes. U.S. Is clay. Clay, Wimbledon grass,
0: and Roland Garros. I don't know. Can't Wait, say. Wait, hold I'm...
1: on. Now I want to know about this. So, I see. The US Open in tennis is deco turf. And the Australian Open is green set, which are two slightly different types of tennis court. The French Open is played on clay, and Wimbledon is played on grass. I feel like I could learn to play tennis on grass. I would have no idea how to play on clay. Really? You, you, you never did that
0: in PE, play tennis on clay? Or is that not clay? Is that part of That was like. Your-
1: that was like concrete like like tennis court material. That wasn't clay. Clay is here. Is, is is clay like what the running track is? Uh no. Like it has like dusty like I'm gonna send you the Wikipedia page for the French Open. I
0: could just what look it up myself.
1: See? Well, but that's no fun. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, I'm not even kidding. They leave marks in this, like, clay material when they run. Oh, wow. What is that? That looks like a sandbox. It looks like, like, again, it looks like the Frenchies took something and made it something else. Like, it is not clay. They play it on dirt. Like, that's that's dirt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Super weird.
0: that? That is weird. I I just assumed clay, concrete, all that was the same thing. So um <laughs> Oh god. Like like clay means hard surface, grass means soft surface. That's how we're doing it. Um, Dennis. So Justin? Yes.
1: There's Phil Mickelson to the Tiger Woods of Disc Golf.
0: Who is Phil and who is Tiger?
1: Well, Tiger's Paul. Paul means Phil is Ricky Wysocki. Wysocki. Yeah. Yeah, he's won twice. He is currently second, and his career earnings are 366409 and 76 How long has he
0: been pro? Hmm? How long has uh, – He oh. has
1: been pro since. 2010.
0: Oh, dang. He's going to catch so, up to Paul easy money easy you would money Mhm That's what I'm predicting I'm predicting end of the decade put his money in a box put Paul's money in a box who has more money I think it's Wasaki.
1: Yep Sounds good <laughs> Um so yeah I like have never actually watched competitive disc golf but we should sometime and like you know, come, when it's come on active. because it's
0: gonna be on soon.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> this is a the ocho thing for sure. Mm. All right. I'm curious if disc golf gets the same like very quiet treatment as.
0: I I think so, golf. but not intentionally. I think that's just because there's nobody in the crowd to make that noise.
1: Yeah. Th- they've oh. been playing without fans since O two. This is fair. This is true. It would not take much to, to transition the World Disc Golf Championship to a fanless championship. Yeah. How about that KBO, man? It's happening. It sure is. Dinos are 4-0. Four and four and oh. so. Yep. All right. Let's hear number three then. We got to make okay. this stretch 23
0: minutes. The next topic, why Queen Elizabeth is immortal.
1: Dude, this is a good one. Have yeah. you watched the movie? no
0: okay well
1: I watched like the first season and like just watching that I did not realize that like she was the kid of the king during world war two like she has been around for like and like if you want to talk about like the axis of like if this is being on the international stage for the longest time, I guess this is this makes more sense as time. And this, like the, the x axis here, is like uselessness. Queen Elizabeth's like life looks exactly like this. Like it just is a perfect diagonal line, and she has gotten older and more useless over time. Like, okay, mad props to her for her little coronavirus thing, I thought that was very nice. Um, and, you know, uh, thoughts about monarchy and uh, the way it is used to like subjugate the masses and like, like used as a capitalistic tool to like sate people from like systemic change aside. <laughs> like, I You could have stop... just, just said monarchy. What? You could have just said monarchy. Well, okay, let's, if you want to get into this, let's get into this. I think that monarchy is one thing, and then, like, the current, like, iteration of the British monarchy is a different thing. Because, like, you ask British people why they keep the monarchy around, and they're like, oh, chap, it's tradition. But it's, like, it's not, but it's, like, sort of tradition. But more than that, I think... It's, like, to continue to propagate this, like, sense of, like, remember, you are but a powerless mortal, and, like, the people who are chosen shall run your government, and, like, you shall still have no say. Which is why, like, this is why the queen still has to, like, vest the power into the prime minister. You know? God save the queen, baby. Uh... Yeah. But the Sex Pistols version where they scream about how she's a fascist regime. <laughs> well, the real I don't though. actually think she's fascist, I just find this stuff interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> but how is she still alive? Like like Dude, that's my main point. Knows. You would have to think it's a stressful damn job. Yeah. And she doesn't get to retire. Like there's oh. no stepping down, Harry. There's no just up and leaving, Megan. <laughs> shout out, shout out to y'all i yeah. love it
0: that that is king right there like
1: yeah the this money this the and most, run like royalty energy is leaving royalty and not giving it because guess what you already married a supermodel you already have like the cutest you're, you're set the for life by the way everyone in the commonwealth and beyond already knows your name so whatever there's also an incredible meme of you like Ripping off a microphone and running to a helicopter to go kill Al Qaeda. So you know that that Harry running away gif is underused. More people should be using the like Prince Harry running in the battle gif. (laughs) This is my firm belief.
0: But how is she still alive? Like 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 what like what's her secret? Oh. What keeps her immortal? Is is it Chaos Emeralds? Is it uh eating a pine cone every day? What is it? I don't know. Taxpayer money from the Brits?
1: But um, like okay, so I thought much of their like finances had been divorced from British taxpayer money.
0: No? The, I have no clue about nothing on British politics
1: except for what Stormzy tells me. I love Stormzy. He's cool. Stormzy's great. Yeah, there are a few other decent grime artists. I oh, like Dave. I, I, Dave, worst Dave. grime name in the game. A oh yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. If he had a cool name, he'd be way bigger than he is.
0: Absolutely. Um, like, and his parents have named him Stormzy.
1: Yes, <laughs> definitely his folks' fault huh, what is just, cause like I feel like if I were that old I would not want to continue doing that job no, is how old is she let's,
0: okay, without looking who do you think is older, the queen or Betty White the queen, the queen I'm going Betty White on this okay, I'll look up the queen you look up Betty White okay, and we will re- reveal at the same time mm, I think Great. I'm right Two, one,
1: ninety-eight. Ninety-four. Yes! Ninety-eight? Yes. Betty White's almost a hundred? Yup. Now what's keeping Betty White alive? Golden Girls reruns, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you're right, I hate it. Um <laughs> thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. I'm not gonna say golden girls because I don't actually think it's the answer to this, but if you could just remove one show that was ever made so that it like had never happened, what would it be? Ooh. Good question.
0: I'm not gonna say golden girls, but because I do have a good memory of that, because it came on every night after we were done watching full house and that as soon as we heard the first line of the theme song we would turn off the tv so (laughs) it's a love to hate thing (laughs) it is so i'm not gonna say that gosh Hmm, what tv show has i know (laughs) mine go for it while i think
1: friends the world would be a better place if Friends hadn't happened for like so many reasons. So, one, like, wasn't I think Friends was on NBC, right? I think so. So, Friends was on NBC at the same time as my favorite show of all time. And it like, like, watch for time, for what? What's your favorite show of all time? Do you not know this? Shame on you. Okay, this one's actually probably my second favorite show of all time, but my favorite show of all time is like unconscionably bad and a parody of itself. So my favorite show of all time is The West Wing, and it like fought for budget rights and for like like this huge like sweeping political epic, fought for budget rights and like time slots with friends, Justin, friends. The people who make you clap during the theme song. I hate you.
0: Well, I guess you can say nobody told you life was going to be this way. Bingo. Um. Oh. Do you have an answer? Yeah, I do. Alaskan bush people. That's my answer.
1: What's Alaskan bush people?
0: It's a show that I watched on an airplane, without sound, the same episode for the whole flight. I would much rather have sat in silence.
1: It's on Hulu. Yes, it is. Oh, God. Okay. I know what we're doing next week. The review (laughs) of the first episode of of Alaskan Bush Bush people. People. All right. I mean, you have to. I I don't know if you've seen the pilot though, so we have to watch the same episode. Yes, because I don't.
0: All I know is that the guy was shaving in the episode. Pebble, I believe his name was, and he had to shave <laughs> his scraggly bush person beard. And that's all I remember about that episode. You know, what was a dope show, man.
1: Gator people. Swamp people. Swamp people. That's what it was. Yeah.
0: If you haven't seen it it and you want a mix of Swamp People and Finding Bigfoot, watch
1: Mountain Monsters. That is the dumbest show to ever exist. I love it. I love it already. But the great thing about Swamp People is I never understood anything they were saying. So I was just like reading along with... The subtitles that they were putting under something that was ostensibly my own language, and I was like not getting that at all. Because, like, someone would be like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, and I'd be like, what did that mean? And then underneath it would be like, shoot the gator, shoot the gator, please God Almighty, shoot the gator. And I was like, how did there wasn't enough syllables for that to be what that man was saying? Because it all just sounded like, oh, shoot him. And, like, I had no idea what was going on at any given time.
0: This confirms my suspicion about rednecks, is that they cannot pronounce words that start with vowels. So they just drop the vowel, like how alligator becomes gator. And, like, I can't really think of a word that starts with a vowel that a redneck would not drop it from and pronounce it another way.
1: There's certain percussive this is gonna get nerdy fast. There are certain like <laughs> percussive vowels that I feel like rednecks would say, like owner you can't drop the o or you lose the meaning owner so it turns into like owner owner yeah, I think that like it's not that they drop all vowels. it's that they have like less vowels, and if if your vowel like doesn't fit like a large ah like forget it. It's a gator, although I feel like like Oz just turned into Az too. A, hey. like like a very like prim and proper like the like school teacher, says now kids the way to pronounce it is alligator, right? Gator. That's what the Yanks would have us say. <laughs> like you know, I like when we get playfully stereotypical. Yes. <laughs> all right we have exactly 10 minutes until we've got our guest that is not being released with this episode but um lightning
0: lightning round round. time all right so this is gonna be like pti i'll fire off these lightning round topics and we'll spend two minutes on them and move on to the next warning almost none of these deserve two minutes of thought (laughs) are we setting
1: timers for each Absolutely not. Okay. I am setting it. I think it's more fun if we force ourselves to talk about these things for two straight minutes. Okay. Ready? Set, go. Can anybody stop North
0: Central for going to the Stag Bowl again? I don't know who North Central is. This is Division Three football. I, I had to look this stuff up. So I'm saying that it's either going to be Mount Union or Wisconsin Whitewater, okay? Because if you look at D3 football championships, like 10 out of the last 11 or something like that have been won by either, either of those two schools. So, like, that's what I'm saying, man. The Stag Bowl. Who no, Wisconsin Whitewater. The Whitehawks, I think. <laughs> is anybody going to fact check know. me on this? Because I don't it think so. Up. I'm looking it up. It's named after Amos Alonzo Stagg the sort of inventor of college football. Oh, it's the championship. Yes. It's not
1: any. The D3 championship. hmm Well, is it, is, is Westland D3 or are they? I, th- I believe N-I-A. they're AIA NEIA. NEIA. Oh,
0: is that what N-A-I-A. it is, A I A Have you started okay. the timer? Yeah, North Central. You picked, who'd you pick? Wisconsin Whitewater? Wisconsin Whitewater. I'm going for them.
1: All right. I'm a Mount Union man. Myself, You're a Raider? Actually. Yeah, go Raiders. Uh, now it's time to Google Mount, Ra- Mount Union. Mount Raiders. That's the name
0: of the town. It's Mount Raiders, Wisconsin. Oh,
1: hell yeah. Tell me this doesn't sound like football school. The University of Mount Union, founded in 1846, is a four-year private institution grounded in the liberal arts tradition. <laughs> you know what else they're grounded in, Justin? The run game. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I. Mount Union is great. I have total faith that Mount Union will win in Division Three this year. But I'm don't sure count out North water Central, defending champs. They they spoiled the party of Union Whitewater.
0: Well, two minutes are up. We'll just have, next question. Go, move, move. Compare Demar Derozan to Zion Williams. <laughs> well, first of all, they're two completely different players. Like Derozan's Mr. Mid Range, and he's been playing on the Spurs, dropping like twenty a night, but nobody cares because he plays on the Spurs and shoots mid ranges all the time. And Zion's drive to the basket, either shoot a three or shoot within the little circle on the basket. So. Uh, That's very hard to compare. I'd say even right now, I'd take Zion over DeRozan because in the limited sample size I have seen, I think Zion's better than DeRozan. And we've all seen what DeRozan does in the playoffs. He doesn't do nothing. And I don't know what Zion does in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'd go Zion over DeRozan right now and maybe even over prime DeRozan. I think I might go prime DeRozan, though, because people forget that in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2016, the Raptors tied it with the Cavs 2-2. And this was the Cavs with Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. This was the championship year, folks. And DeRozan got two games against them with Kyle Lowry, who wasn't as good as he is now, and Bismack Biombo as his running mate. We didn't have Siakam back then. No Marc Gasol, no Fred VanVleet. I mean, like, that Raptors team was low-key DeRozan's squad. And he got two on LeBron, and then LeBron just cooked him up like a turduck in the next couple games and went on to win the chip. But you know, the Rosen hasn't done anything since when Lowry was better next year and they had Pascal Siakam. Th- they got swept by Braun Braun with Braun's worst team since he had Daniel Gibson in the starting five with Mo Williams, old Ben Wallace and Zdrinis Lgalskis. So, and he took both of those teams to the finals, man. LeBron's taken some weird people to the finals. Like it's so crazy. What, He's done, and then he loses in the finals. So, yeah, I'd say
1: Zion's ceiling is higher. Yeah, Zion went to Duke, so I like Mm -hmm. Zion better. There's my hard-hitting basketball analysis. Justin just covered a minute 40 of it, and I told you guys that I like Duke better than USC, which apparently is where DeMar DeRozan went. So college basketball is more fun than the NBA, but I miss them both. Next topic. (laughs) Play
0: Valorant for three hours, and the podcast is just heavy breathing and clicking noises. Say what? Valorant. I have never heard of that. Let me look
1: it up. I'm scared. <laughs> Did you get this one from teenagers? Yes. <laughs> oh God. Competitive five v five. Oh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a video game. Y- yeah, th- that's what I assumed based on the clicking noises. and the play in the prompt oh okay yeah i mean that's some weird asmr stuff
0: to be into man all right so that's the valorant topic moving on we have tech stuff console war ios v android etc we can talk about all these things
1: these are both great two minutes Console War, and then in a minute, we'll flip over to iOS v. Android? Yes. Okay.
0: Console War, Xbox. I, I'd say probably PlayStation's better, but I have an Xbox, so I don't, I don't care. I, I, don't, I, I don't see that much of
1: a difference. This is You're only doing this. You're only doing this to try and create debate, because it seems like one of us has to take either side of this. You own an X you don't
0: have to play for to pay for online.
1: Yeah, but X like I totally want online. Okay. See, I want the show. Yeah. And I want Gran Turismo. And like, okay, the exclusives are good. The exclusives are very, very good. I really do want the show. Is RBI any good? Probably not. Okay. I really want a baseball game right now. Because they stopped making 2K, right?
0: Yeah, and MLB 2K was garbage. It, it was.
1: Oh, my God. Tiger Woods – or not Tiger Woods, but PGA Tour 2K is going to be so good, man. I yeah. am so hyped for this game. If
0: it's as good as the ones on the Wii, we're in for a treat. Because Tiger Woods 09 on the Absolutely. Wii is like an A-plus tier sports game. Android I- iOS, go. iOS. I cannot figure out iOS. Android
1: iOS, jailbreak it if you want special things, kids. It's not that hard.
0: Easy money.
1: <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. All right.
0: Next topic. Uh,
1: okay. Mac, Mac OS versus Windows. I think this is actually a legitimate debate.
0: Uh, gosh. Windows is weird. Like, I have Windows. It crashes a lot. iOS probably does the same thing. But right now, I'd, I'd rather go with the devil I don't than the devil I do.
1: Mac OS is like super consistent, but it's very strange. And because I grew up on Windows, I'm not like totally used to all of the like stuff. Um, but yeah, finder's particularly weird. All right, do we have one more? Harrowbrin, fact or fiction. Fact! There we provable. go. He was real! He was real and people saw him, damn it! Herobrine is real! <laughs> How do you you can't even dispute this? There's no there's evidence. Not just said he's real. They used to just throw him into random people's games, which I think is one of the most lovely and whimsical things about the whole like thing that has gotten terrible and awful and ruined by its fan base that once made it great. Minecraft. Uh, Nothing gold can stay, pony (laughs) boy. Why? What do you think? Airbride fact or fiction? I don't know. I know it's a Minecraft thing. What? Did you not play?
0: No, I I tried. It's just not my thing.
1: How is it not your thing? It was our generation's thing.
0: I didn't see the point
1: in doing anything in that game. You, you, You just... That hurts my heart. That's what I loved about it. No one was telling me what to do. Like, I got so tired of video games that were like, ah, oh, hello, dear hero. You must quest forth now to Gondor to find the the, the Jarl's beard. And it's like, I don't want to find this guy's beard. I just want to, like, blow it up and make things. And then Minecraft was like, hey, there's a sheep over there, bro. Some wood you can hit. And, like, that was the whole thing. It was boring. It got old after 20 minutes. You're like... No, because you're boring. That's what it says about you. It's like saying a pen and paper is
0: boring. A pen and paper has way more fun things you can do with it than Minecraft. A pen and paper, I can write a story. I can draw anything my mind picks up. Minecraft, I have to carry something to somewhere, and then I'll fall off a